Hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here with me today and being the proactive parent that you are and getting the resources you need to help your child on their road to recovery. And um, as you know, my own son was once diagnosed with autism, and I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies, and there was nothing that we could do for him, and we would be managing symptoms the rest of his life. So... And my background being a craniosacral therapist where I worked on the the bones of the head to balance the brain and having a lot of holistic health background, I knew that the brain could heal. It's a scientific fact. So I thought, why why would I want to, to put dangerous drugs in him that have negative side effects? But more so, I wanted to find the causes of his symptoms, you know, his debilitating anxiety and waking up at 2 a.m. screaming from stomach pain just out of the blue or his irritability and aggression or his inability to focus and concentrate in a classroom. And we took him to therapists over and over starting when he was five. We knew something was up, but we didn't know what. And uh, he, multiple therapists just kept telling us that, you know, we needed to drug him, try behavioral therapies, and you know there was really nothing we could do for him. But more so, they were telling us it was our fault, that it was because we were bad parents and we weren't disciplining him firmly enough and being firm enough for the consequences. But we were doing everything we knew of and and uh, and you know so we were at a loss and we just continued to find different go to different therapists thankfully we didn't give up and i'm glad that you're not giving up because if you're here it means you're not giving up don't ever give up i kept going finally uh, at the age of 10 5 years later my son was diagnosed with autism i finally took him to a specialist uh, in autism because prior to that i really didn't know that that's what i needed to do i didn't even know that autism was something that was a possibility for him and where the spectrum might where he might lie on that i didn't really know much about autism so after he was diagnosed and i was told to drug him i didn't want to do that and again wanted to find the causes so I began searching on you know I've read hundreds of books at this point thousands of hours on the internet looking up research talking to experts interviewing them and fast forward it's been almost 15 years now but it took me a decade to get my son's results that really because I had to do all the research and he he is now not even diagnosable and I never once used a drug on him. And I'm not putting you down if you have done that because I know the anxiety and the panic and the fear of not knowing what to do. And so that's why I'm here is to share the resources with you of what I do have to help you on this road to recovery. And I think it's really important uh, that you are aware of that because uh, there are so many there's so much misinformation out there, I'll say, so many times when we're told that we, you know, we should drug our child and there's nothing else that can be done. Or we are handed 15 different supplements or even five or 10 different supplements from a doctor or practitioner and they are telling us to give these all to them at once. And I've found in my research and my studies and learning and almost really common sense too is to know that Things need to be done one step at a time, one piece at a time as you move forward. And it's very important that you do do it in that in that in a sequence and you only add in one thing at a time because there is a sequence to it. You want to support their level of detoxification. You want to support their body, even by just changing the diet alone, it can cause 
a lot of detoxification in your child. And I'm going to go into that today. We're going to talk about what is leaky gut syndrome? What are the causes and the symptoms and how can you take care of it? What can you do about it? And this is really important information. And uh, I do have a masterclass uh, available that is available just for a couple more days. You can catch the replay link if you missed it last week live at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash masterclass. And this is really important information because it will help you walk through the whole process that is basically what what is how I how I helps my son recover from his symptoms of autism. And I have to say that always with a caveat because we don't know what everybody's level of recovery will be and the definition is to regain health. But what we want is our children to be able to express themselves, to be able to be who they are, to give their gifts to the world. And when my son had all of his debilitating symptoms, he wasn't able to be himself. And now he's just graduated college. He lived almost a thousand miles away from me in his own apartment when he was going to college. Now he's healthy. He's happy. He doesn't have any issues of anxiousness, no issues of sleep, no issues of picky eating or food, food issues or digestive issues anymore. He's calm. He's easygoing. And I always want to make sure you know that your child's not an aggressive or angry child it's that they are taught their brain is toxic and inflamed there are pathogenic bacteria in their gut and their body and their brain that are affecting them that are making their they're causing the the behaviors that they're having this is not who they are and you can change these things by working with their biology so again make sure that uh, it's only up for a couple more days naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash masterclass and you, I'll walk through all four stages very very much in depth And um, but today I want to go into giving you some more of these resources about what is leaky gut syndrome and what can you do about it because it's very important to know that And first of all, we start with diet. Now, and I teach this in an A to Z, whereas, you know, healing the gut, heavy metal, natural, safe, heavy metal detoxification, clearing the co-infections, which we'll talk about today too, some of the mold, Lyme, strep issues that are going on, um, brain support repair, how to help the, the building of the neurotransmitters, which are brain messengers. We're going to talk all about, about all that today, but I go into it in more depth, in quite a bit of depth in the masterclass. So please try and grab that while it's available and feel free to share it with others as well, because it's really, really valuable. Uh, it was a live virtual match masterclass I just did a couple of days ago. And I also want to make sure that, you know, to that, that because everything does start with diet that, um, and again, it's not everything, but diet is really, really important. And it's one of the first, first steps in healing leaky gut and working with your child's biology to start stabilizing and setting a strong foundation. Now, this is really important because the foundation is everything. And so the, the, I'll give you a link to also a free food guide where I basically list the top seven foods to eliminate that are, if you reduce those or, and then finally eliminate those from your child's diet, there will be a, um, 
a reduction in their symptoms. Uh, Most parents tell me their children start sleeping better pretty quickly within a couple of weeks. Uh, So they, uh, their behaviors, they calm down, they are able to focus better. So these are really, really important. So, um, and you can get that free guide anytime at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods, just the number seven and then foods, no spaces in between. But those will give you the um, the top seven foods to eliminate and uh, not only just to eliminate them, but I also want to explain more about why. And I'm going to go into a little bit of it here today, but that, that free PDF is there for you and it can give you a lot more information because... Those foods contain a lot of things that cause leaky gut and inflammation. So very, very important. So, and I'm going to, I'll start walking into some of these now because their intestinal permeability is basically what leaky gut is. And what that means is that there are holes in the lining of the gut that have been created from uh, various foods and inflammation and toxins that we'll go into some specifics on today. And what happens is when those holes are embedded in the lining of the gut, then um, then undigested food particles can get into the bloodstream and cause an entire Uh, cascade of inflammation that includes going to the brain and on the uh, immune system. So this is really important information. We're going to take a very short break right here. Stay with us. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism, and we will be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about leaky gut syndrome and the causes and symptoms, but also how what you can do about it. And as I mentioned uh, already, that uh, the first thing to start with is a change in diet. And transitioning your child's diet, I know, can be really challenging. I am very aware of that. I've personally gone through that trial uh, with a lot of error, and just it's a, I always say, don't rip the band-aid off it's a process to move your child through the things that they're literally addicted to and I'm going to go into that uh, as well but let me let me talk about a few of the causes of leaky gut syndrome now I talked about how whole what it means is literally what it says leaky gut the lining of the intestines have holes that have been created in them and they're allowing undigested food particles into the bloodstream and this causes a lot of toxic overload because those undigested foods are seen by the immune system as a toxic agent to fight which is what the immune system is supposed to do when it sees toxic agents but now whenever your child eats those foods the, the antibodies that have been developed by the immune system will start to flare up. They'll attack. They'll see that. that they'll, they'll connect that that food is a problem for the body. And now your child is developing all of these different allergies that you never had before. And you'll notice more and more over time that there are more allergies being developed. So we've got to heal up the leaky gut, and then eventually you can actually get your child desensitized by a practitioner who does, who specializes in that. You can actually 
get your child desensitized for from those food allergies. Um, but first of all, you've got to heal up the leaky gut or it's just going to keep coming back. So, uh, and I will link in the show notes, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 89. I will link to the natural allergy elimination so that you, uh, episode that I have done in the past so that you have some information on that and some links. But do remember you're going to save your time and money by doing some work on healing the leaky gut first before you go and start working with one of those practitioners if the gut is still ill and still causing a lot of these problems and also a lot of autoimmune issues which we know that autism has a lot to do with autoimmune issues in the first place so it's basically very essential to protect the gut keep it healthy and it's, it's also the main source of our immune system. And 80% of the immune system comes from the gut. It also filters out the toxins from the environment, a lot of them, including foods. It produces these antibody-producing cells that line the intestines, and they secrete substances called immunoglobulin A or IgA. You might have heard that if your doctor ever mentioned it in a blood test. Well, IgA protects the lining of the intestines by preventing bacteria from binding to it. And this prevents the bacteria from passing through the intestinal wall and entering into the bloodstream. So there are some things that I want to talk about that can weaken the gut lining. And one of those really is, uh, you've probably heard of NSAIDs or non-steroidal non-inflammatory medications, basically aspirin or amphetamines. These things can really cause a lot of damage to the blood people, to the gut. A lot of people will have um, bleeding ulcers or their gut will start to bleed when they take aspirin. So this is why, it's because those are causing leaky gut. They're tearing holes in the lining of the gut, of, of the gut, of the intestines. And so what happens is then you end up with a weaker and weaker gut and eventually holes, are, holes start to get bored in them. So um, these are really important uh, issues. And I want to go into now some of the specifics because I think it's important to know I talked about the food guide that you can get, again, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods. We'll give you the top seven foods to eliminate that are the most inflammatory and um, and can cause the most problems for for, uh, for leaky gut. But I'm going to co- cover a couple, of the, a couple of the most important ones here right now. And one of those, of course, is gluten. So gluten is the protein in wheat and gluten is also in a lot of things that's it's hidden in salad dressings sauces um you might find them you might think that you're buying a bread if it doesn't say wheat bread that it doesn't have gluten in it but a lot of things have gluten contamination in them and uh and and also another problem with gluten is that uh it, along with uh, cow's milk, will have casein in them. Those are the two, gluten and casein. You might hear people say, I'm on a gluten-free, casein-free diet. Well, gluten and casein are very, very inflammatory, but they also both, um, they'll contain, they contain things that will uh, create sugars in the body, which will feed the candida or the pathogenic bacteria, which I'm going to talk about in a moment here too. So gluten is also sprayed, or crops are sprayed with something called glyphosate. Uh, in it's very common, especially in the U.S. But uh, but this 
they're transported all over the world. These uh, crops are the glyphosate is basically the uh, the pesticide that's in Roundup, the weed killer, and they spray it on our crops right before it. While it's still a little bit green because they want to dry it up and kill it, as you know, kill it basically to dry it as fast as they can, so they can get it into the mills faster and make more, get it grind it up better, and basically be able to. Um, to to distribute it faster and get it out on the pro get the product out make more money also because gluten is as it's the term glue a binder and there are more processed foods on the market that are in demand of gluten to bind those those carbohydrates and those other processed foods they have genetically modified gluten to become up to up to 70 percent more they'll have more uh, gluten in them than they used to like when our grandparents were children they could eat wheat bread and it wouldn't harm them and today our that food is a completely different food so that's why you're seeing so many more gluten allergies so many more problems with it when it was once upon a time thought to be something healthy but also processed carbohydrates even if it's gluten-free i like to tell people just because it's gluten-free does not mean it's good for you check your labels you know there are a lot of processed carbohydrates and things uh, in these foods that will turn to sugar in the body so you're eating a very not only high caloric but a very sugar oriented food that will feed cause inflammation in the body more inflammation for more leaky gut and it also will um will feed the pathogenic bacteria in the gut, things like parasites and candida. And I'm gonna talk about candida here in a moment because it's its own little bird that needs its own attention. I've done uh, an ep episodes on it, and I think it's really important that uh, you're aware of it to uh, to really understand how important that uh, that that candida can be to eradicate and how long it can take to eradicate too, uh, and what kind of you know, dangers and um, problems it can create. So intestinal permeability, leaky gut, gluten, of course, number one, uh, would, and then casein, which is in cow's milk, contains the bad A1 protein. Now, sometimes kids with autism are, are not so sensitive uh, that they can take the A2 protein, which is in sheep's milk and goat's milk. And sometimes that can be tolerated, but in general, glyphosate, be, being in gluten and basically sprayed on all our crops, including corn. Um, so gluten and casein should definitely be avoided. Uh, very, very important. We're going to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I will be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about leaky gut syndrome. And that is just what it sounds like, basically holes in the lining of your intestinal your intestinal lining because there are various things that can, can cause inflammation or actually cause direct damage to that. And I talked a little bit about gluten and casein, the protein in wheat and dairy and the sugars in them and the inflammation they cause. And also glyphosate, the uh, the toxic chemical that is being sprayed on our crops today that is really heavily in gluten as well and really deteriorates the gut lining. Um, but there's something else gluten and casein will do that can be real, make it really hard to transition your child to a healthy diet. And that... 
lot of that can have to do with opiates that gluten and casein create in, in, in the body. Now, when our body is healthy, it is often able to dispel a lot of those toxins out and get, get rid of the extra opiates. But if the system is weak, especially the immune system and especially the gut, just like our kids with autism, because I just about 100% of them have a weak gut. And so, and the gut controls the brain. I want you to make sure uh, that you do know that not only does it control 80, 80% of the immune system, like I mentioned earlier, but it also creates, uh, builds neurotransmitters in the gut, like serotonin and dopamine, things that are responsible for sleep and mood stability and appetite and the ability to focus, um, stay calm, our reward centers, those things. So, very important for all of this. This all starts in the gut. And if we've got opiates that are created from gluten and casein, then it's like your child is literally addicted to the food as if they're almost like a drug addict. They get really spacey before they eat and they're craving carbohydrates. Some people I've even heard them, they think it's fun because they don't realize what's going on. They're like, oh yeah, my kid just loves his carbs. I'm like, no, you want to get them off of those carbs. Even if they're, um, especially gluten and, and casein, the cow's milk protein and the wheat and uh, the protein in wheat. But you also really want to make sure they're not eating a bunch of processed carbohydrates that turn to sugars in their body and cause more problems. So yeah, you're, there's a process of one thing at a time to transition uh, and and transition your child into eating the healthier foods and that's very important and if you can start by slowly one thing at a time eliminating from that seven food guide that I just gave you starting to eliminate those foods and it's going to be a process because again it takes time your child's going to fight it at first I have been through it myself but I will say once my child was a very picky eater today he's not at all he will he eat he'll eat anything he's a healthy eater um one thing too really is we might think that our kids aren't really paying attention to us as we're trying to guide them and teach them along the way as they're growing up and then they sort of get older at one point if they've really been teaching them something over and over and over at one point all of a sudden you find out that they're starting that they're doing those things that you've been saying all these years that they've been fighting seemingly and you think, well, all of a sudden they've turned a corner. I mean, all of a sudden I noticed my kids are now aware of the education behind it because I was teaching it to them all of these years. So even if you don't think that they're listening to you, just say it anyway to tell them on why, even if your child's nonverbal, explain why these foods are, you know, they more in terms, of course, of how they, they understand how they feel. You know how you don't sleep really good? Well, some of these, these, these foods, these other foods you've been eating can really make it so you can't sleep or how you feel really anxious and, and, you know, and, and, you know, can't sit still or how, because you can't focus in your classroom and want to learn these foods are contributing to making that happen. So if we eat these other better foods, they're going to help you a lot. So it's a transitional process and also getting out of that addictive process, which again, takes some time. So, you know, give yourself uh, some leeway, know that it does take time and patience. And, you know, any, if you try to do it overnight, it can be harder. Some people do that. And, you know, they go through a few days of when father said the first three days were absolute hell. And then after that, it got much better. So, you know, it just sort of depends on how you want to do it. Um, but transitioning, I think is easier on the parent and the child. Um, 
And then also you've got candida. And I mentioned candida is is a yeast. And candida isn't just in the gut. It actually is systemic, I mean, which means it gets in the bloodstream. It gets into your organs. It can get into the brain. It, it will hide in tissues when we do traditional uh, candida protocols to try and fight it off. So it's, it's got an intelligence of its own. And it also has something called a biofilm, which it creates around itself to protect itself to be able to make it so that anything that you're trying to treat to come in and fight it can't get to it. So there are some things that you can do with that uh, to break through that biofilm, which is very important. But just to let you know more about candida and yeast is that it will attach itself to the wall of the intestines. And it has little legs on it that are literally, they look like little mini uh, like uh, screws, uh, and they will bore holes into the lining of the intestines with these little legs that they have on them. So candida is this pathogenic bacteria that we all have, but what happens in most of us from poor diet, inflammation, toxic overload... Uh, stress, all of these things that can create the ability for candida to become overgrown. And then it crowds out all of the good, healthy bacteria that we need for our gut and our immune system and our brain to thrive properly and to help fight off inflammation and do all the good things for us. Then the candida comes in and takes over. And again, it's creating holes in the in in this. It's allowing these undigested foods and other toxins to enter the bloodstream, and um, and causing a lot more problems because it's also a live organism and it is literally pooping. It is literally giving releasing toxins of its own, uh, a type of alcohol that it releases. So there, uh, there are other things in the bloodstream that cause a lot more toxicity from candida as well, causing and contributing to leaky gut. We're going to take a short break right here. You are listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Stay with us. We will be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking about leaky gut syndrome, which is exactly what it sounds like, holes that are have been created in the lining of the intestines and are allowing undigested foods into the bloodstream, which cause a lot of inflammation and toxins throughout the body. And we're, the bloodstream, meaning all over, it gets into or, various organs of the body. It creates inflammation in the brain. This is a real problem. Problem. Again, because the gut controls up to 80% of the immune system, and it also helps to build our neurotransmitters, our brain messengers that help us sleep and stay calm and be able to focus in a classroom. So many things involved with the gut. And again, it's square one. I teach an A to Z protocol, as you know, because many people I, I work with come in and they, they've they been stopped short of diet. They think that diet alone is enough or they didn't know what else to do. And that's all they were taught is diet and a few supplements. And that's all it was going to take. And it's this is a whole process, again, of making sure that you're, you know, doing the, the natural heavy metal detoxification, going through the co-infections, which I'm going to talk about here today, too, some of the mold, Lyme, and, and strep issues. They also contribute to leaky gut um, and working with all of the systems in the body, not just diet alone. So, um, and again, I want to mention that my math 
masterclass is available only for a couple more days. I've got the link up on the show notes page, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 89. The direct link to it is naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash masterclass. I want to make sure that you do note it to, to jump in and get it. Uh, it's uh, available until this Thursday night, the 30th at midnight. So please, please go there now and grab that while you can. Um, it's very informative. Uh, I did a live virtual event um, this last week and uh, we recorded it and we've got the link up for you there. What I want to talk about a little bit further with the uh, leaky gut and other causes, we're going to go into you know, some of the causes, symptoms, and then also some things you can do about it we're talking about. I mentioned the seven foods guide you can get, but also what happens when we have uh, an infection called PANS or PANDAS um, can, means that there's can be an autoimmune issue that's attacking the brain, but also um, strep that gets not, not only strep throat that we're so used to hearing about, but also strep that gets into the gut and can live there. And so this is, this can be really uh, dangerous and really common. And so what happens, and we can inherit this from mom. It is passed around the family. So all of these things you do for your child with autism, make sure you're doing for yourself, for uh, your other children, anybody in the household, because most of the time the entire family is affected. So uh, lowered stomach acid is really common. Um, When we have leaky gut, we have lower uh, hydrochloric acid, which I'm going to refer to now as HCL, because HCL or hydrochloric acid, again, it's really important to know with lowered HCL, then you have the lowered ability in the gut to fight certain infections, including strep. So you're more likely to have a, a pandas or a strep episode or or not even just even know, knowing about the flare-ups. It could be living in the gut and causing continued problems. If your body's trying to fight it, the immune system's trying to fight it on a regular basis, and you might even not really be aware that it's there. So I think it's, it's important to know that Contrary to common belief that those with acid reflux, also known as GERD, you know, a lot of kids with autism, a lot of people have acid reflux. And most of the time people think that they have too much acid. Now, that's what the problem is, but it's actually the opposite. You're in need of more hydrochloric acid or more HCL. You're you're too low in it. And too little HCL can inhibit the absorption of vital nutrients, including B vitamins and iron, and it causes additional fatigue. So there is a, a toxic al- alcohol um, called acetaldehyde. I mentioned the alcohol that it releases, and it's a toxic uh, um what is the word I'm looking for, a a toxic release of candida. And it also prevents the T4 from becoming T3, which are vital in healthy thyroid function. So one thing you can do besides cleaning up the gut, the right diet, gluten-free, casein-free, various things that I mentioned earlier, you can assist the body with some hydrochloric acid as a supplement. And it can often you notice like maybe if you have fatigue or dizziness, thyroid issues, but dizziness after meals can be because of low HCL. And mom and dad listening, you might find that you have this as well. Very, very common. So betaine, B-E-T-A-I-N-E, 
N-E, betaine with pepsin, can be found in most health food stores, actually, and, and in a lot of online sites. So you can actually supplement with betaine and pepsin, or a, a basically hydrochloric acid. It helps build the hydrochloric acid, helps give you more when you need it, and helps digestion. Just as digestive enzymes can be really helpful, especially we're low in enzyme function in our gut when it has leaky gut and when it's not working well. And we not, we're not, even though your child might be eating really healthy foods, if they are, they, um, they might be not being able to absorb the nutrition from them because of the leaky gut. And so you might find that there's a lot of mouthing, I call it. So maybe they put their fingers in their mouth a lot or they're putting objects in their mouth a lot. And mouthing is very commonly a symptom of nutritional deficiency. So if you notice your child doing that, and again, you might say, but I'm feeding them an organic, healthy diet. And it. so now I'm going to get into some of the reasons further why if you've been feeding a healthy diet, and you've got them on a gluten-free, casein-free diet, why might they still have some of these gut issues that are just not getting better? And there, there are other reasonings uh, for this. Again, it's one of them is the candida overgrowth um, that you've got to get into balance, and that does not mean more antibiotics. Antibiotics are what I see so many people get when they go to the doctor, and what happens is that the antibiotics will destroy the rest of the good bacteria in the gut and allow the bad bacteria to thrive even further. And so they caught might a parent might say initially in the very beginning they saw like improvements with their child's behaviors and things like that because it was initial while it was killing off the bad but then the what happens afterward is it's also killed off the rest of the good and or a lot of the good bacteria that was there and eventually end up with a worse problem than you had in the beginning so we're going to talk about some of these other pieces uh, that can contribute um, and why your child might be staying ill so stay with us we're going to take a short break you're listening to naturally recovering autism we'll be right Right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking about leaky gut syndrome, some of the symptoms, the, the causes, and some things that you can help do about it. Why, I mentioned before, why your child might not be getting better, even if you have them on a good diet, and you're, you're probably frustrated. You're probably thinking, I've been I've been working hard. I've had them on a gluten-free, casein-free diet. We don't do processed carbohydrates. We don't do junk food. We've even cut out fruit not to feed the candida. Well, candida, again, is its own bird in its own. It, it needs very specific and very uh, correct supplements, certain things that you can do to help um, to fight that. But it's got to be done done correctly or the candida will will hide from it from your protocols just as i mentioned earlier so very important to know about candida eradication also um, mold biotoxins so now we're going to get some of these co-infections will contribute to your child's gut staying ill and one of those is mold biotoxins now i've done shows in the past on mold where Basically, I want to explain that it's a genetic defect that 29% of the entire population has. And what it means is that um, your child will inherit from, you know, one of the parents or both commonly too as well. That can happen. That when you are exposed to water damage building, 
that has mold spores in it and you may not even be able to see the spores on the wall um, you might not even be able to detect mold in your environment but you you know your child is susceptible to those those mold spores and also public buildings schools are notorious for it it could be at grandma's house it could be a place one mom wrote me and her child had a big pounds flare up a big um, big uh, behavioral symptom a lot of health problems going on after he had been she finally tied it into when he had gone to the barber shop and gotten his haircut and the mold was from the barber shop and it completely triggered a bunch of things for her son he had some aggression and you'll see that kind of thing too from from some of these uh these co-infections getting triggered so um it's very important to one eradicate mold from any from your environment um the what happens is that the genetic defect doesn't allow the body to dispel the toxins from mold when we are exposed to it so uh, the body again the inflammation markers are sh are put out by the immune system which is what it's supposed to do but because it, it's not able to fight off the the infection the infection is still in there we have a cascade of inflammation and now it's a multi-system issue where multiple systems in the body are affected that need to be treated the brain becomes really inflamed um, very very common there's so many symptoms from from the mold biotoxin issue that mimic autism and um, so so very important to know that uh, the chronic inflammation it can suppress something called melanocyte stimulating hormone MSH really affects the hormonal system and its pathway so MSH also regulates things like the pituitary so that is basically your hormonal system it has anti-inflammatory functions it's and lowered MSH reduces the production of melatonin. So you might notice that sleep is really affected. Uh, it produces endorphins and suppresses them, which can lead to chronic pain. Uh, a lot of people will be diagnosed with things like Epstein Barr or chronic fatigue, and it could be and depression. Really, really affects uh, the, uh, the the mind and the ability to focus and think. Um, further lowered MSH can cause leaky gut because it inhibits the absorption of the nutrients from the food and it weakens and deregulates the immune system so again we're really noticing how much the mold is affecting the gut and even again why you might be eating healthy foods but your child's not getting better so the regulation regulation of these cytokine or these inflammatory responses in the body are lowered to fight infections so you have a lowered ability to fight infections and your level of msh also correlates with your level of energy so you might notice again that fatigue why people are usually you know waking up in the morning really tired it can be blamed on thyroid because that's a common symptom of thyroid low thyroid but it could be due to mold biotoxins and the MSH, this hormone being affected. So usually the lower your levels of MSH are, the lower your energy is. And low MSH can also result in lowered resistance to staphylococcal bacteria, which is staph infection, which colonizes in the nasal passageways. So this is really common to have something called MARCONS, which is an acronym for antibiotic-resistant staph infection, getting into the nasal passages and really affecting the brain so that you've got to really make sure that that's being taken care of as well uh, again all of this chronic inflammation and these symptoms autoimmune issues here you're seeing how much they affect 
all of the, the systems of the body, the brain, your child's health, and the ability to recover from these symptoms of autism, meaning, you know, get better. They basically can't focus. They can't sleep. They can't, their mood and irritability, they have no, they have no, uh, no energy possibly. So these are all, all problems for um, our children with autism. And the next one on the, on the list is Lyme's disease. Now the majority, they say close to a hundred percent of children with autism have Lyme's disease. And again, we're looking at symptoms that mimic autism. So if, if this bug does not, it doesn't leave easily out of the body, again, multiple systems are infected. Antibiotics alone have been disappointing in the treatment of Lyme disease. They often don't work. It's often not detected in blood, uh, in blood screening as well. So, and especially if the immune system is really fighting a lot of things with leaky gut, if you've got a real problem with leaky gut still, and you get blood tests for Lyme's disease, the the antibody markers are so strong in fighting all of the, they're busy fighting all of the issues with the leaky gut that, that they don't always show up in the blood for Lyme's disease because they're not concentrating on the Lyme because they're so busy fighting the leaky gut. So, and all of the, the toxins and inflammation, other things that they've got going on there. So again, um, really important to know a broad based treatment that affects all the co-infections and assists in the body in multiple levels is absolutely necessary. And this jumps us into our next one, which I slightly mentioned earlier, parasites. Now I mentioned earlier, parasites are, uh, mouthing when they're putting their fingers in their mouth a lot can be nutritional deficiencies. But when you notice more nail biting or teeth grinding, that can be an out, outside symptom of parasite infection. And so um, most parasites will, you know, live with us sort of harmoniously until the gut flora weakens to the point that they become a real problem and they can affect the liver. Um, I had one once from, I did a lot of traveling throughout the world and I had one that was so bad once they found it in me and they said it can actually bore holes in your liver and antibiotics a lot of the time again don't work there are so many things that that um, we need to do in my mentoring program we work with organic proprietary herbal formulas for all of these co-infections and they were developed specifically for them they're safe natural they help to regulate and balance the immune system and i want to make sure Again, to listen to my masterclass, uh, go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash masterclass. Uh, I'll link to it on the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 89. Um, again, it's only open for a couple more days. I want to make sure that you're aware of it because it is really, really important to eradicate these things properly or your child will not get better. And these problems caused by parasites, they don't come from the bugs just themselves, but the existing co-infections in the body because the parasites bring with them bacteria and viruses and fungus. You might be trying to fight all of those bacteria, viruses, and fungus, but if you're not working with the parasite itself, and parasites, you can look in your child's stool, but you might see little white or black specks, and if you do, then that's a real strong parasitic infection. But a lot of the time, they're invisible to the naked eye. And also, when we take our child in for a, a gut uh, test, uh, to see if they have them, they don't always show up in tests again. So that's why a natural, safe treatment protocol that isn't killing things off like antibiotics will, 
and harming them, but helping to regulate their immune system is very, very important. So um, we need to take a short break right here. I'll jump back into this briefly when we come back uh, to finish up on it. So stay with us. So you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. We'll be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about leaky gut syndrome, some causes, symptoms, and uh, why your child really might not be getting better, even if you have gotten them on a good diet. Um, But I know transitioning to the diet can be really, really hard. Uh, So um, again, please get my food guide at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods to simply start removing the top seven foods that cause leaky gut and inflammation and uh, to eliminate those. And again, there's a transitional process to that, to do it slowly so that uh, your child, um, you know, doesn't fight it too much. And, and because you want to have some some toxin binders in there, and there's some things to help as their body is getting rid of the bad bacteria, they sometimes can get worse before they get better. So toxin binders are really important uh, in that process as well. And I do have my free masterclass available again for just a couple more days. So please grab it now, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash masterclass. If you haven't seen it yet, please. And I do have my, uh, my, my mentoring membership program open right now. Enrollment is open until Thursday night, July 30th, uh, before the doors close. So if you're interested in getting my assistance, walking you through this entire process of recovery, which has had phenomenal results in now over 43 countries worldwide with parents, uh, you can read the testimonials, uh, on the page, um, Uh, The direct link to the membership is naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash membership. Please go there, read about it, join today so I can help you through this process. I really want to make sure it's done right so that your child gets the best results possible for their future and their fulfilling life. Because again, you know, we're talking about now again, we, we mentioned parasites and parasites have to be eradicated or best eradicated after you've worked with Lyme because Lyme lives inside of parasites. And if you kill off a parasite, you don't want to then end up with a systemic Lyme infection because it was hosting it. So these are all things that are, you know, not known to the general public about all these and all these leaky gut issues and all these these problems for malnourishment, maybe even while or failure to thrive, even though your child might be eating a good diet. So again, please, please, I'd love to help you if you're interested. I have given you some links here to get started. But uh, again, if you're interested in the masterclass or the membership, grab it while the enrollment's open. It's only open for a couple more days. And I would love to be able to help you through this process if that's something that um, you're needing some help with. Uh, because uh, I, I really, it's about, you know, the child that you're working with today is the adult they will become tomorrow. And we want them to live a happy, healthy, and fulfilling life. So I hope this has been really helpful for you. Um, I, I, love being here for you. I love sharing this information with you and uh, I'd love to help you in your future. And I hope everybody's staying safe and healthy also at home during these times with COVID and uh, take care of yourself. And we will look forward to seeing you next week.